The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Ladies and gentlemen, the Undisputed Era has arrived. You have the 25 days of Christmas. Impact's going to have the 25 days of releases. I send it you to Delicious! Yeah! It's, uh, it's hashtag Alpha versus Omega. Let's just say hashtag aroused. <laughs> no, you're going to step in that ring, and you're going to be looking at me eye to eye, and you're going to realize you ain't got a chance. Thank God we don't have to talk about it anymore because she got that cancer out of there. Sean stole my answer. I'm just glad we don't have to talk about this shit anymore. <laughs> <laughs> and that's not an insult. That is just a fact of life. Unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say this, I do unfortunately have to sit out for this Royal Rumble um, per the doctor's orders. Um, I really, 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 really wish I could partake in this um, history-making match with all these ladies. But, however, I will be there to support my Absolution team, which is Sonya Deville and obviously Mandy Rose here. Because guess what, ladies? Absolution is still going to make the Royal Rumble match their house. Ladies and gentlemen, wrestling to the match. And your host, Gary Vaughn, Sean Garmer, and Paul Leeser. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling to the Max episode 282, part 1. And we are brought to you by W2Mnet.com, the place where you go find all your great wrestling podcast needs and a lot more. And don't forget to go hit that subscribe button wherever you get our podcast. Maybe you hit, maybe subscribe over there at the Wrestling of the Max where you get just this show. Or over there at the WTM Network where you get not only this show, but you also get everything that WTMnet.com has to offer. And trust me, lots of great content over there to offer you guys. And hey, make sure you also go hit up our friends from Womania.com and LastWordOnProWrestling.com. Both are great sites to go check out. They support us. Let's go support them. I am your host, Gary Vaughn, and along with me is Mr. Sean Garmer. What's up, everybody? And Mr. Paul Leeser. hey And guys, I am excited about this show. We've got lots of interesting things to talk about. We've got some quick hits that are going to shape up to, to be meaningful towards the future of uh, what's going on at WWE and a few other promotions. So we'll be talking about that and some other big things. So trust me, it's going to be fun and really interesting in this week's Quick Hits. Plus, we'll also be jumping into some Ring of Honor. That's right. Their TV taping this week. We'll be talking about me and Paul in depth with that stuff. So Good job on uh, uh, just adding some great things here this weekend. Because sometimes coming into January, slow wrestling, but actually some great stuff coming in. So, uh, well, uh, I, I just gotta say this: we are going to be doing lots of wrestling talk. But uh, can I mention one thing, guys, on this show that could change the future of this show? Possible? It's definitely going to change my future. Okay, um, 
I just want to say this. Me and Miz uh, have one thing in common. Can you guess it? Um, you starred in a new straight-to-DVD movie. Ugh, close. <laughs> close. <laughs> I'm a straight-to-the-trash-can. Close. <laughs> Sean, what do me and me... Me and Miz had this in common as of 2017, going into 2018. Uh, y'all are both have you both gonna have kids? Yeah, or you have kids, and he had, he is now gonna have a kid. Well, I'm gonna have a kid too. Oh, I'm gonna have another kid, man. Oh wow! Congratulations yeah. once again. Gary is giving us the news on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's more organic that way than telling you guys off fair and you're just like, F that, Gary, talk about something else. So now you have to pretend to care. <laughs> well, we do care. <laughs> like we wouldn't have before. <laughs> I'm kidding with you guys. I'm trying to make you guys heels here. You see, I'm trying to make it like, you know, no, I... Yeah, I know you guys care. I've just given you a hard time. No, no, it's I, I, I've been waiting to give this news, and I've you know been holding it off, and not a lot of people know. So, yeah. So, I mean, if anybody wants to send me anything, uh, try to send me an, an, an IM on Facebook. Don't don't, don't pass, post it over my Facebook. My wife's great grandmother doesn't know yet, or her grandmother doesn't know yet. So, yeah. So anyway, but yeah, it, it, it's it's big news, I guess, in my world at least. I know it doesn't really match up with you guys, but it may affect me in the future because I could be sitting here doing a podcast and you hear wah. So, <laughs> I just glad me and Miz have something in common, right? So, well, actually, we have two things in common. I was about so, to say my wait, second wait, was about coming. to be you're going to be on a reality show. I, I wish that would be yeah. really cool. <laughs> could you imagine me and Amanda on a reality show? I could. Oh God! <laughs> it's a countdown to when Amanda would actually murder you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Say <laughs> so the. The show gets transferred from what TLC, you know, where the the whole family's happy, to the ID channel, <laughs> where uh, I am. <laughs> Not much mystery, I think <laughs> that would literally happen, folks. So, yeah. So anyway, well, I, I I'm sorry. I like I said, we always talk about this all the time. This this show is a lot of fun. We have to talk wrestling, of course, which is our main focus here. Uh, but I just. Uh, you know, sometimes these life milestones happen. So, you know, I just want to mention it right there, right now, that I am going to be. Uh, a, I'm I, I'm going to have to go buy the Heath Slater shirt. I got kids because I don't just have one. Now I got two coming. So, hey, that's it. I'm going to register for that now. You should. It can you register for that WWE con like, T-shirts and stuff? I would think so. Uh, so, to try that. I will have to try that. So, well, anyway, enough about me taking over this show. It's not the goal of it. I just wanted to mention well, let's that. Hope and you so, get the, uh, you get the boy this time. You know, that's what my family and I think Amanda's family is really rooting for. So, it didn't work out well last time. Let's see how it works out this time. You never know. What's cool about babies is they're like the Royal Rumble. They make run-ins, and until that clock actually goes down, you don't know. So, we'll find out though. We'll find. Uh, pretty soon here. It's not That's far from cool. actually being able to go to the office. I know, right? I, I'm trying, guys. I'm trying to insert some wrestling here so the people don't click off like, uh, pregnant talk. Click. Uh, so. <laughs> Technically, you can also find uh, out uh, beforehand, too, you know. 
Yeah, we are. Right, that's the clock, though. I'm cl- counting that clock because I don't know exactly when we're going to go and do that yet. So, uh, who knows? But anyway, well, like I said, enough about me. Let's let's get and talk some wrestling news because there's lots of it. So let's jump into some quick hits now. It's time for wrestling news. Quick hits. I can see it now, Gary. Gary Vaughn starring in Dad Two Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> oh yeah i just boy that's gonna be a lot of fun just to film that just wrestling with dad yes yeah wrestling with dad at least it wouldn't be the mr nanny right you know is that nah. be bad it could be we don't know yeah <laughs> i can't wait till gary's doing the show and amanda's like gary get your butt in here <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> Oh, yes. Hold on a second, guys. Y'all continue talking about, you know, uh, whatever. And uh, I will be back in about like an hour. (laughs) Uh, But no. Yeah. But let's start talking about something that, you know, is kind of a a sad thing. Because we we started out talking about a a glorious occasion for myself. But now we're going to jump into some sad news. Uh, At the show, pretty much, uh, last Thursday, late Friday morning, early Friday morning, uh, we got more news coming out that weekend that uh page is in a bad situation uh with her neck injury and with the wb doctors they have decided that they are not going to clear her to wrestle and that is indefinite that is not hey she's got six weeks off no this is indefinite and which leads us more towards a daniel bryan thought process for page which would take her out of the ring indefinitely and would put her in a different position with a company, which they would do kind of like what they're presently doing, maybe having her lead absolution, maybe have her doing some other things that are not in ring action. This is kind of shocking news, but then again, not uh, because we knew her neck injury was very wonky and very severe. And it seems like it's more on the edge side of things, whereas she could be in real danger of being physically out of action for a long time with the wrong move, with the wrong bump. That is scary for Paige. And it's also very, very sad. She just got back into this whole thing, Paul. She's also 25. Um, oh. So, yeah, the thing you've been doing for most of your life is gone, and you can't do it anymore, and you're only 25. Like that, That is heartbreaking, uh, to say the least. Uh, and there, there's a lot of talk too that um, maybe um, that the, the WWE is planning on keeping her around. She's going to be in a different role that just won't involve ring work. So maybe she's just transitioning to managing Absolution for now, and they'll figure out something else or, or what have you. But um, there's also uh, a couple of reports out there that saying the doctors that did her surgery um, on her neck told her don't wrestle anymore, and uh, she she went and big fat did it anyway. So. You know, I uh, this is this is kind of a big deal, as you said. It's it's being likened to Edge now, where if she kept going, she might not be able to walk if something else happened. So, uh, I just it, this is very very sad. And, and like you said, she just gotten back, uh, and Ian, that's uh, you know your heart bleeds for her a little bit. Yeah, this is just I hate. I mean, she had that. You know, her path that she was on was perfect for that movie that was getting made for her. Mm-hmm. And then now it's going to have a really sad ending. Uh, I, I guess, you know, she could 
still have the look I'm still doing something at wrestling even though I can't wrestle and I didn't let it you know take me away from the business that I love or or right. whatever uh but you know her heart is she's been doing it since she's what 14 13 14 I mean your heart is in the ring and to have that taken away from you for one move whether you were ready for it or not and you know just I wonder if she does if it makes her think about man if I would have listened to those doctors that told me you're not ready yet or or whatnot if it, things would have been different but uh, it's just sad mm-hmm. after everything she went through to have it in like that just yeah, it's it's really really sad to see you know someone like you guys had mentioned that uh, you know is at this early age and has actually wrestled the majority of their life has spent a lot of time investing their craft, investing into just their persona, everything that she's done. She's built herself up to this great point right now where she's on a major stage. She matters. People care about her. People care about what's going. on on with whatever she surrounds herself with and then now this news and it's just really really sad and you know i just really hope that they can find a way to continue using her and and to make her still feel at home still feel important and i think they'll work at that but as we've seen with daniel bryan you know daniel bryan you know has tried and tried to feel like he's moved on but i think what we've seen as of late it's just not helping. None of this, as much as they try to make him feel at home, he still has that itch. And I, I fear for her because I know she, at a young age at 25, is going to have probably an even more difficult time with this because of the fact that she is so young and she's going to have the energy. It's just, once again, one bad move. She could never walk again. And that's a, it's a really scary thing. And I, I, I don't know. When you guys heard this news, were you really shocked, or did, did you kind of say, "Oh, I kind of saw that coming"? I, I, I don't know about you guys. I, I was, was kind of shocked, and then I started thinking about it, and I kind of realized, well, it was kind of right there. Uh, you know, I mean, I don't know if we ever heard about the severity. Right? She had the surgery. She's out for for a a year, basically. Uh, and then comes back and everything like she she got through training and everything so smoothly. I just assumed, you know, it was a non-issue. We've heard so many people get neck surgery in wrestling and come back and they're they're just fine. So, um, you know, who who knows what went wrong in, in that kick that Sasha did to her at that house show that that suddenly undid all that or, or anything like that? Or maybe it's the same way that the, they feel about Daniel Bryan now is that WWE just doesn't want to be liable for that after. Uh, a very, very scary moment of Paige not being able to move, you know, temporary paralysis and all that. So um, I would say I, w- I was more than a little shocked. You know, I, at first, um, a lot of the reports that were coming out were, were sort of secondhand things, uh, and I didn't really believe it until SI reported it, uh, since they have, you know, it's ESPN, and that's all involved with with WWE now. So, that, I mean, that, that was about as close to legitimate as you could get without WWE.com coming out and saying it. Yeah, I think for yeah. me it was I'm sitting here scrolling uh, gaming news because you know I had to keep up with that like every day. And on the top page of IGN, and they when they talk about wrestling, they do like a Raw recap and they do a SmackDown recap, and that's the only time they ever mention wrestling, other than when there's a pay per view. Mm-hmm. So for them to actually make it a point 
to report that and put it on their front page. And then it was also on their front page like later in the weekend. They kept that there. So, you know, it. that's when I was kind of like, okay, this is a serious thing. This is not one of those like, oh, people are reporting and they're saying stuff and, and whatever. Like, you know, she may really not wrestle again. And it's, uh it's it's just really heartbreaking, and I think uh, you know I think also like I feel like Sauce has gotten some really unfair shots taken at her, you know, because how many times do these accidents happen in wrestling? And it's it's a kick, you know. It's not like they went and did some ridiculous move uh, that you could say, yeah, definitely don't do that, and they did it anyway or something like that. Uh, yes. I think she got to count herself lucky. I, I think maybe Sasha. I mean, I'm not trying to take it for Sasha Banks. I mean, I have no really dog in the fight. I'm just saying sometimes these things happen to alarm us, let alone let us know something that's when it's too late. I mean, that kick may have alerted them that this is more severe than they once thought. Maybe it alerted them before she, let's say, it fell out of the ring or took a bad, you know. Bump from I mean, the second she row could fall awkwardly in the Royal Rumble, right? Yeah, and that's it. Yeah, and, and never get up again. And and that what happened to like Asuka? We didn't know. see her wrestle anymore after she took like a bad bump in a bout of oil. If I remember right, like she freaking did like flips out of the ring and stuff. Like mm-hmm. you know, it's it's crazy how just one thing can make it. You know, the way you look at yourself the next day totally different yeah and, and you may be right about ashley mazaro and i i don't maybe i'm for myself i don't really remember um but what i do you know think about is you know there's a lot of these injuries that wrestlers have that they kind of just you know get through and you know some of these severe injuries we've seen people in the past especially before this day and age they wrestle on some really bad neck injuries and really bad backs and just terrible situations and eventually you know it, it caught up to them and found out way too late and i think hopefully for Paige's sake she's found out what she needed to find out early before she found herself in a bad situation down the line so I, I really am curious where she goes from here. How are they going to keep her around? Because there's only so many GM spots to go around, guys. Let's be honest. I mean, unless Stephanie fires Angle and then hires Paige to be the next GM, but that also mixes up with this whole absolution thing. How far can they take that? I mean, th- there's lots of question marks that kind of come up for myself thinking about what they would do with Paige without her being in the ring. Yeah, I I, um, I suppose it would depend on how invested they are in Absolution uh, at this moment. But, you know, we just talked about this on Raw. Everything sort of gets put to the side when it comes to making history right now. So I, I don't know. It's hard to tell how invested you are anytime you can just, oh, we'll drop that for this. You know, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and there hasn't been anything specific. So uh, it's just a non-wrestling role. So, I mean, clearly WWE feels she has something else to offer besides you know, wrestling. And, and that could be the case. I mean, we're, we, like you said, we're talking about somebody who's been doing this since they were 13. Like, you know, they, they clearly have a mind for the business already. Yeah. Maybe she could become, uh, the Ballard club statistician. I'm sorry. I can't talk, <laughs> you know, 
was Dana Brooks doing it, so I can't pay her, right? So, uh, British. Uh, but anyway, oh, you know, yeah, that, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> maybe she could be a translator for somebody, you know, like the British translator. So, uh, for Jack Gallagher or something like that, right? That could be so, fun. Somebody whose that, accent is too thick. <laughs> yeah, just what he means is so. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we all want Paige to have a good rest of the, her career and do really good things. So we're all hoping and wishing good things for her. And let's see where she goes down the line. Right now, someone else is dealing with an injury is Jason Jordan. And uh, it is really unclear exactly the injury, but he missed some house shows this past weekend. He did not wrestle on this week's Raw. So there's something going on with him. Uh, you know, uh, it's something that's going to be uh hopefully not going to hinder him uh down further than just maybe a week or two because the royal rumble is coming up and you have raw 25 and all that but uh yeah i mean he, he's kind of banged up and i think that you know for him being amongst uh, some of the bigger storylines going at least for the raw brand paul I, I wonder what's going on why they're really not revealing it yeah it's it's nothing that's really being talked about so i'm assuming it's something minor um, you know, like maybe he popped a shoulder out and they just need to let it heal a little or, or something like that. But, um, you know, it is something to take into account. It might explain why they did what they did on Raw this week as far as, um, you know, him being involved in just basically talking and tripping people up and, and what have you. But it's uh, it's something to keep an eye on. It's just, you know, feels like every week now we're talking about somebody in WWE getting hurt. And maybe that happens when you have a roster of 2 billion people. Mm-hmm. Very true. Well, and then you're also wrestling a heck of a lot. That's true. Well, you know, they're not, I, you know, I think the casual fans may not think about that they're not just wrestling on Raw and SmackDown and the pay-per-views. They're wrestling almost every night, you know, and they might have like one off day now. I think they used to get two, now they get one. And it's like, I mean, that's a lot of, time to to be putting your body through that i mean yeah a lot of sports teams they go through that where they play three or four times a week Mm -hmm. uh but you know you you get a lot of uh downtime in that too and for the most part in a lot of those sports there's there's times where you're not going hard 24 7 and yeah you're only doing one match and and everything else, the rest of the time you're sitting there in the back. But, yeah, I mean, that one match can be what hurts you, and then you're out for a certain amount of time. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. And, you know, I, I think we're fa- focusing on Jason Jordan pretty much here for the fact that, I mean, like I said, he is a part, uh, so one, at least one of the bigger major storylines that Money Not Raw has going on. And uh, probably, you know, if you would talk about overall in WB. He's probably one of the top four storylines, and so that means something. And you know, nagging injuries tend to, to take effect, like you guys are talking about. Before this guy, there's going to be you know some speculation on what's going on, why they're ruling it. But I think in the long run, if they're not specifying what it is, it's probably just something minor. They're just trying to get him healthy enough to get to the bigger points, like uh, Rumble, some of these other stuff leading forward. And so, give him some time, like you mentioned. Let's talk about Bill Goldberg. 
That's right, the uh, announcement, and of course, earlier in the day by ESPN, that Bill Goldberg is going to be the first entrant in this year's Hall of Fame class. That is something we talked about last week that could happen, and it is official, though, now, saying that. I've got to say, I think this is a great addition to the Hall of Fame. I was a big Bill Goldberg fan growing up, honestly and truthfully. the, The wrestling geek inside me fights this. But knowing what he meant to me as a younger person, as someone who was a you know just a casual fan, I think that Goldberg really got me tied into wrestling. I don't know how much I would have watched it. I really don't. I, I this is the same era that Stone Cold Steve Austin was going, but what grabbed my attention was Bill Goldberg. So that had to mean something. And I, I'm just super thrilled that he's gotten this opportunity and he's going to be in this year's Hall of Fame. I mean, Sean. I mean, you've seen this guy, and you, you've kind of followed him as well. I mean, I, I don't know what your thoughts on it, but I, I think this is a cool announcement. Well, I mean, I don't think there's any doubt that just for what he did in WCW, not not even counting like him being able to come back and actually have that short run that he had in WWE the second time. I mean, obviously he had the one the first time as well, but the dude – is is one of the few people that got over in the that attitude era of WCW that wasn't the NWO. I mean, just for that by itself, and then he became a character. He is a guy that I mean, I've said all this stuff. I think last time when we talked about him possibly being, it's like, look, there's a small number of guys that were sports stars come in. Obviously, The Rock took that to a whole nother level. And, you know, there's probably going to be nobody that even comes close to him ever, uh, especially if he keeps, you know, making bigger and bigger. I mean, dude, Jumanji just outdid Justice League mm-hmm. in the box. So, I mean, that everything he touches right now is just, like, gold. So, but, like, Goldberg has done crazy well for himself and the fact that he's also saying it's it's not he's not done. You know, he might still come back and do something. Uh which, you know, it's wrestling. You're, when are you ever really done, you know? But, like, still, this dude deserves it. I don't think you can you can say, oh, he doesn't have great matches or whatever. But for WCW, WWE that are also based on, you know, having great characters, mm-hmm. you got to say he's he had one of the best ones. I, I think that's where it comes from, right, is they – WCW took a, a literal nobody from the power plant uh, their training facility had him come up on screen and turned him into a, a basically an overnight sensation, uh, just by how they booked him. Uh, and, and he, it's not like he reinvented the wheel or innovated anything really cool. He, uh, he just knew how to beat somebody's ass convincingly. <laughs> and at that time, and I would argue still today that that's enough sometimes if you have the look and everything. And he certainly had that. So, uh, you know, I, I can't disagree at all that, you know, he does deserves this. I think he, when you look at that time frame, I think he's one of the biggest names of that time frame. So, uh, and he's gone on to to still be relevant. I think in mainstream stuff, like Sean was mentioning too. So that's that's really cool. The man I mean, and to come mm-hmm. back during that run too, and he when he was there, there was ratings records that were hit for Raw at the time when he'd show up. You know, him and Brock did. You know, they weren't great series of matches or anything, but people were paying attention. People were watching 
those shows because they, he was on them. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think there's something to be said for what he did in the past was still able to bring them fruit in the future. Uh, very true. And, you know, he sold a lot of tickets. And that's a big deal in wrestling. If you go back and ask any guy in the business, even you can even go back to the 50s and 60s, what are they going to talk about? It's about your ability to, to, to get in the ring, to be athletic, to share a ring with a guy and make sure both of you walk away, but walk away with a crowd caring about what you just did. And the other most important thing is drawing the house, right? And that's exactly what Bill Goldberg did for many uh, uh, houses and for many uh, millions of dollars that eventually came down the pipeline because of what he was doing. And WCW really had something special with him. They did a lot of good things with him, did some bad things, too, in the, in the long run. But the majority of it was getting him in a place where people were exposed to him. He made a big deal about what he was doing, and it mattered. And even in WB, like you guys mentioned, he had some milestones, too. May not have been as many as WCW, but he still did something in WB that mattered. And I, I really you know, have to also say, the time period with this guy wrestled in sure you know now as we sit here and watch wrestling we talk about athleticism we talk about flippies we talk about these miraculous moves we see now but back then it was more of the brawler style right stone cold steve austin was doing there you know like he jokes about his five moves that he had you know he would talk about him brawling and things like that and i think same goes for goldberg but they were the two biggest names besides the rock at that time period so there is a lot of credibility in what he did and he may not have been you know the best wrestler out there may not have been the top 25 but he did something that mattered and that was grab the crowd's attention get money for a promotion that desperately was losing money mm-hmm. um so I, I think there's a lot of good things coming out of what bill goldberg did in history for the business and for that time period so for me personally i, I will take away from me being a fan and say i think he deserves it without my fandom involved so that's just my piece on it though there might be another future hall of famer out there uh mark henry yeah he's a guy that you could probably put in the hall of fame probably not too far in the near future he's been a big deal in wb for a long long time and it is apparent that he is really considering being officially retired and I think he pretty much is, but he has kind of more vocalized it in the last few months, I think, what they're saying here. And this is a guy that's been doing a lot of good work. He's been, you know, helping out WB, and he's looking to become more of a full-time producer and really helping in that role rather than being in the ring at any point. So, I mean, looking at that, I think uh, it's probably a wise decision here. This is interesting to me. Um, because you see WWE lifers get treated very well by the company. And that's what Mark Henry is. He's a WWE lifer, somebody who, who made a big scene, um, not only in the Olympics, but as what just in the powerlifting, uh, realm in general, when, when Vince still was really into that sort of thing and, uh, came in and, and maybe, uh, you know, he, he wasn't. He didn't need to be the best because he was big, and that's you know what WWE and Vince likes. And he, 
I, I mean, he made himself one heck of a career from, you know, and it was a long haul, but really worked himself all the way up to, to being a world heavyweight champion, a convincing world heavyweight champion, too. So um, I have a lot of foreign memories with Mark Henry and some uh, ones I'll, I'll probably never forget, too, that I maybe would like to. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you, I mean, the dude was great and, and WWE lifers, like I said, they usually get treated so well. And it's interesting that they're not giving him something on screen, you know? Yeah. I mean, maybe it's him also. Very true. Just saying, you know, Hey, I'm, I really am done this time. And, uh, they didn't feel like they needed to make it an on air thing and, or maybe he will have his time and you know, maybe, maybe he becomes one of the ones inducted in the hall of fame or something who knows uh but you know look uh, for him to come back from like where he was in the doghouse for a while because he kept getting injured and uh, you know to get that big contract that he got and then he comes and makes something of it eventually in a later stage of his career when you're thinking oh here's mark henry he's been doing like nothing and Eric, you know, he comes out with that, uh, the Hall of Pain gimmick, and man, dude is showing that he's a beast now. Mm -hmm. I mean, he always has been, but it's like he turned a different, you know, he turned that volume up to 11, and he became, you know, really world's strongest man, Mark Henry. And you're going like, wow, this is, man, I wonder if he'd been around earlier, what what could have been for him, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. You know, when you talk about Mark Henry, you just think of pure strength. You think about a guy that is intimidating. You think about all the great times that he has, you know, given us, when, you know, all the things that he's done over his career. And uh, I, I'm really happy for the guy. I think he, you know, definitely deserves to, to step away. And I think as he steps away, he's hit so many milestones with so many markers that I, I think, you know, there's really not a lot left for him to do anyway. Right. And he's definitely put his stamp on the WB brand. I really, really feel that way. And I, I, you know, love the guy. You know, he's a native Texan. He's uh, one of those guys that, you know, you just thought so much of. And, you know, once again, I mean, good for him. I really feel like, you know, everybody needs their time to step away and even if it's not on air even if it's not a public thing like it might be just a personal thing even not like that he's already done his speech i mean let's be honest you just cut out the john cena part at the end of that whole thing and uh you can just you already have a speech right so what a swerve to, that was such a great moment <laughs> oh that was one of the best ever mm. yeah you so. said it gary you think a lot of things strength and power and, and hands you think of hands mm-hmm mm-hmm that's true. And now Braun Strowman's trying to take away that gimmick. That's and use true. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to get these hands. They're going to get these hands. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, let's just hope for it. Uh, yeah, I, I won't go down that path. I was going to say something else. Yeah, I better not do that. Probably best because I yeah. saw that was going. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want the Me Too movement coming after me. So. <laughs> Oh, God, let's not. <laughs> oh, boy. So, anyway, uh, congratulations to Mark Henry if he officially is retired. Uh, moving on, though, let's talk a little pop TV because I know that's the one thing we all love to talk about. Uh, and what's going on with pop TV is the fact that they felt like there was a match on 
Impact Television that was a little too far, and that was the barbed wire match between OVE and LEX. And they felt like it was a little too violent, so they have decided not to air it. They are going to just use it uh, on Twitch. So Impact Wrestling said Twitch is fine. It's It's got a lot of popularity. And uh, we saw the House of Hardcore is successful on there. If Tommy Dreamer can do it, we can do it too. Gosh darn it. So they are putting that match on Twitch for everyone in the U.S. that wants to see the match. But you will not, not be seeing it on Impact Television. Sean, I mean, this must have been a, a pretty rough match. I have not seen it. I don't know what... I. Paul, do we even know when they're going to show it, or have they already put it out there? Uh, on Twitch, it has yet to be determined when it's going to show up, but I think it's supposed to be on this coming week's episode of Impact. I can't remember. I think so. That's the thing. I think it was supposed to be this week, so right. I would assume it would be Thursday or Friday when they would put it on Twitch is what I would think. That, yeah, they haven't said yet. And, and if you're not watching via Pop TV, if you have um, the, the Wrestling Network or um, – God, I can't remember what it's called now. Uh, the GWN? No, not the not the network. The the actual channel that um, Anthem owns up in Canada and elsewhere. The Fight Network. Fight oh, network. Fight TV. Fight it, yeah. Yeah, uh, it's still airing on there. So if you live outside the U.S., you're good. But if you have to watch this on Pop TV, you will be without this um, barbed wire massacre match. Oh, yeah. that sucks. But hey, uh, Twitch gets caught. Con- I mean. You know, it could turn into a big thing for them to be on Twitch and all that, so. I, I'm i left wondering, too, if they didn't run this by Pop TV, or if Pop TV just doesn't care enough. They're like, yeah, you're, you're on our network, and that's great, and you can do whatever, and then suddenly they have this come across, and they're like, wait, wh- what? I mean, it's what not like Pop TV just has a ton of stuff on their network. I, I agree, so, like, wouldn't you think they would have figured out that, hey, they're going this direction a little sooner, or, you know, just... It's it's weird to me that there's not a conversation about hey we're going to do a barbed wire match on TV is that cool and mm-hmm. that conversation had apparently not happened. <laughs> they, 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 you know, had ex- but did somebody ex- see the match or are they just going by the name? See, I I don't know. There there mm-hmm. hasn't been a conversation for them to report on. It's just they're not airing it. Yeah, and not only that, I mean, they had uh, an explosion in Conan's face recently. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, there, there's been some other things on Impact Television that it's like, well, is this really any worse? Now, I don't know how bloody the match got. I don't. I uh, don't know what kind of spots were involved. So maybe that was some of the conversations that went forward. Maybe they've, you know, had someone watch it. I'm assuming that's got to be what happened. Someone had to have seen it to say, well, I don't know. Do we really want to show this barbed wire match and then play the movie as good as it gets right after? Uh, <laughs> I, I don't know we can do that, you know? So I will say those OVE who knows? I mean, don't really, do anything you know? halfway, Gary. It's probably pretty violent. I would assume so. I mean, and I'm sorry, spoiler alert, but I'm going to tell people now. I mean, Sammy Callahan is very dangerous with barbed wire and bats. Mm-hmm. Uh, ask Eddie Edwards. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I mean, who knows what those guys did? Um, but I'm sure it, it probably was a bloody mess. I, I wouldn't put it past them to have a, you know, a kind of a blood fest there. Mm-hmm. So. But yeah, Eddie, I mean, I, I know we didn't have this, and maybe it is a spoiler, but I'm sorry, but Eddie Edwards is going to be out, I think, for a little bit, right, after that Sammy Callahan accidental bat shot? Yeah, he apparently lost a lot of blood. 
uh, was the main concern. So I don't know if he's going to miss time for it because they, I mean, they taped so much this week. I don't know when the next time they, they're going to get together again, but mm-hmm. I mean, he might be out for a little bit, but it, it was only just a, a pretty major head wound with a lot of blood loss. So, okay. I mean, if we're talking spoilers too, Gary, they're, they're getting rid of the grand championship entirely now. Oh yes. <laughs> I, I read, I read that and Okay, so it, it, when I read that, it didn't meet the Alpha versus Omega excitement that I had because, <laughs> I mean, I I got a kid out of that one, so that excitement, <laughs> oh my god, got me pretty far. But <laughs> wow! But you know what? I think one... I'm going to tweet Chris Jericho. Gary got a kid out of your match. <laughs> See what he says. Yeah, you could just put this, cut this audio up and send it to him. Uh, and go to the cruise. Sign up for the cruise now. You could be on the list. Uh, but anyway, um, <laughs> just a little. Plug. Is that the cruise you're going to go on this year, Gary? I would love cruise? to. If I would love twist to. twist Amanda's arm to get on that cruise, I would be shocked. Hey, you know what? Just tell her, don't tell her anything about there being wrestling on. And then, you know, when wrestlers show up, you could just be like, oh, the. You know what? They're, they're just uh, they're ad living, practicing. <laughs> Rock and wrestling is on the boat, dude. Like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> she's like, why does it say wrestling? Oh, it's this band called Rock and Wrestling. You know, it's just these guys are a little funny. She walks on deck and like, there's a ring. Oh, the stage. <laughs> um, like, like, why are you having a panic a panic attack? Because that's the young bucks over there. But anyway. Uh, <laughs> And it's Jim Ross sitting by me. But anyway, yeah, she would not. She would not enjoy it at all. I'm sure. Um, but yeah. Uh, but you know, I, I am very, very happy that the Grand Championship is going to be gone. It makes me very happy. Uh, and we'll talk about about some more of that. I'm sure down the line. But yeah, right now, thrilled about that. I've had a lot of excitement. Um, but yeah, I mean, once again, I mean, I look at this and, and say to myself, lots of different things are going down in Impact Wrestling. And I think there's a lot of good things that they're trying to put in place. But, you know, it almost feels like they're still losing stuff as they come into this new era. And with this new whole situation going down with Impact, I mean, they're still losing guys. They're going to lose EC3, Lashley, and Chris Adonis. So those three officially are going to be gone, along with some of the other names we've already mentioned in the past. And those three names, or at least two of them, are big. The other ones, uh, well, whatever. So, Right. Uh, Laurel Van Ness also is officially done now as well. Um, I'm, I, I, Lord knows so like we said up. that like five times. Yeah, it's official now, though. She's done. Uh, she's <laughs> it's, it's done. Uh, EC3 can sign wherever he wants. He doesn't have a, a non-compete or a 90 days or anything like that. Lashley has to wait till February 1st, um, so no Lashley surprise in the Rumble or anything like that. Oh, could you imagine? I actually know, you know, I wonder how people would react to that. But I, I would imagine it might yeah. be much more mild than a lot of people would think, because who still watches Impact, you know? <laughs> yeah. No. NXT might pop really loud for EC3, though. That is true. I, I would think EC3 showing up and NXT might be a big deal. I'm yeah. going to miss that music so much. I mean, he can't go back to being Derek Bateman anymore. Like, <laughs> Yeah. How, how would that go over? 
Oh man, but I, I think you know people. You're right. People may not watch you know Impact or the people that do though are gonna jump out of their seats when EC3 shows up on NXT or wherever he does. If he does, he may not even do that. I mean, let's think. There's other places he can go, and the independent circuit is pretty lucrative right now. He may not even want to step in the door of a WWE show of any sort, right? He may think to himself, "Wow, I can go to Europe right now and do pretty well for myself." Or heck, I mean. Ring of Honor is a good place, and I can also wrestle in New Japan. So I would think WWE is where he would want to go. Like there's there's a there's an unresolved thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's he's tailor made for them. He's got the look and the personality and all that. I he doesn't scream indie wrestler to me. And I've seen him on some indie shows. He's worked mm-hmm. Wrestle Circus before um, here in, around Dallas as well as in Austin, and he, he was their champion for a while and. I don't want to say he stuck out like a sore thumb, but it just it didn't feel right to not have him in in that sort of arena. You know, it it just I don't know. He's a plus. I think he's got a point to prove. I I think there's that too. Yeah, it's like Drew Galloway. You know, like oh, I went made something of myself. Look at me, I'm a bigger star coming back. You know, I don't know that he. I just think like you know, and he stayed in that area too the whole time, so. For NXT, I think that's going to be huge for them, you know. So, I, I like I said, the only thing is, are they going to be able to come up with some kind of a knockoff version of Trouble Total Trouble? Then we're good. Yeah, I mean that it, CFO may can get a you know close, but I just don't think they're going to hit the, what that was. That song is so good, and Sean, you're right. Well, I'm going to miss that. You know, and now Paul still- would be giving us. Good. Paul, you better be giving us uh, some big scoops on NXT then, you know, since you'll be going with your close personal friend. About yeah. to get upgraded from limos to jet rides, baby. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Holla. Or both. He can even do the flare. Or maybe he gets his own bus. That'd be cool. Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. I could just see him hanging out on there with the Street Profits. I'm just <laughs> getting out. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be beautiful. So. He could actually, you know, you can actually find out what's in that cup, Paul, the Street Profits have, because I'm sure easy. I'm sure it's just so. empty, but I, I'd like to think that's something, you know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, uh, EC3, whatever he does, I'm really excited. And I, I, I just hope he, you know, makes a big splash for whatever he does. And I, I think you guys are probably more right. Maybe he is a perfect fit for him. He, he does match up. I just was a little bit concerned because, you know, he left in not such a great way. So let's hope he can make a, a big splash and prove them wrong. Uh, and Bobby Lashley. Do you think that they maybe they would have Lashley come back to NXT first? I don't know. Um, Lashley's another one who apparently didn't leave on great terms either, uh, but it's being reported that it's it's pretty much a sure thing that's where he's going to go. So, you know, I I would think they would skip Lashley in NXT, honestly, um, and just put him... I, I would think they'd put him on Raw, honestly, even though SmackDown could probably use him too. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> I just wonder if, like, hope. I just hope he gets to show more of that personality that he got to show in Impact, and you know, Vince gives him that respect because he did. I mean, it's not like he's the greatest talker in the world, but he came leaps and bounds from when he was in WWE. Mm-hmm. Soft-spoken dude that 
very easy to make fun of. <laughs> you know, he's just a, I, he's such a better he's so much of a better worker now than he was when he left originally too. Like the dude can go now, in my opinion. Like he's great, mm-hmm. much much more confident. Yes, that too, definitely. Hey, you I know wonder what? if uh, Bellator. I mean, what that does to the MMA thing is that mean oh. it's done then. That that is. I can't imagine Vince would let him do that. I, I wouldn't think if he goes back to WWE, I would think he's done with MMA. Um, and it's not like he got very far either. So I I don't know. Yeah, very true. Uh, and I will say, if you know you're right, Paul, and Lashley joins up on Monday Night Raw, it'd be a great addition to Titus Worldwide. Boy, you know Can that's you where they would put him too. <laughs> mm. But I mean, think about this though. Yeah, I mean, really, but he would be whooping Titus though. I mean, like, well, you know, Titus could be, go back to the managerial role, which I think he's really good at compared to you know what he's doing in ring. And I think Apollo Cruz and him together, they can actually make some noise. You know, so who knows if they actually want to do that? But I'm just, I honestly think I'd, I'm not really trying to be funny. I think it would make Titus worldwide actually feel like it was something special. So. But who knows? Well, we'll see. I think Lashley, SmackDown. Him and Braun. Yeah, see, that's okay, but that's what worries me about putting him on Raw. You, you've already got so many big guys on Raw. Do you really need to add another one? There's so many. Like, they keep adding all the new people on SmackDown. It's the only reason I would say otherwise. Um, and, and they don't seem to mind having multiple, you know, monster-type characters over there on, on Raw. Yeah, I just feel like they're going to have the monster mash pretty soon here. Um, <laughs> they're gonna name a yeah. pay-per-view to that now gary <laughs> <laughs> thanks gary thanks, god <laughs> i was just the last you... thing we need <laughs> around halloween time the monster mash there uh, be it's gonna be like October the road to wrestlemania watch like. <laughs> oh boy <laughs> i'm just begging March. for ha- yeah i'm just begging for halloween havoc to come back so i'm just trying to throw out bad names that way they're just like the only thing left is halloween havoc let's use that so <laughs> I feel like they would have done that already if they were I mean, going to. They I think you're great right. balls of fire, Gary. Like it, there's. <laughs> let's not uh, pretend. I mean, don't that's like that's why news. you're not. Uh, that's why you're not wrong. They could do the monster mash. I they mean, could. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's so, true. Another old song to bring out. Yeah, that's that's right. They did Great Balls of Fire, and the Monster Mash would be next. I just know Great Balls of Fire. Just man, that was a perfect idea because it was something you could have had sponsored by a pharmaceutical company, but they didn't do that. So no money for them. Ah, uh, let's talk about something else. Let's talk about because I trust me these these bad pay per view names. Uh, let's talk about Jazzy Gabbert. Uh, we just recently talked about her. Uh, we talked about the fact that. She has an injury that kind of decided to be there uh, when she was just going to sign with WWE, and that neck injury uh, was a neck injury, right? Back injury. I couldn't remember now. Neck injury. Uh, neck injury. I thought so. I was making sure I wasn't copying from Paige. Uh, but the neck injury was severe, um, and so they had to take her into surgery. And the good news is, she was successful with her surgery. She looks uh, like you know she is going to be able to heal up and all that. So we'll have to see going forward where her career goes. But that's awesome to hear. I'm really happy because it was really sad news to hear that WB was not going to sign her based on what was going on with her neck. Right. Um, so I'd like to say it's great news for her. This is, you know, first hurdle basically done with, right? Because we talked about 
this this type of surgery may keep her from wrestling again too. So, got to get back um, and see whether that's going to be true or not. But it, I mean, as far as her health goes, it went well. So that's that's great. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's the important part, right? Is to let's get this over with. Let's get the rehab gone. And WWE is all about second chances and everything. And she made a great first impression. So I don't think she has to worry about them not signing her as long as she comes back and she shows that she's good and healthy and and all that. Right. Yeah. You know, and that you're not going to run into another page thing. But, of course, that you can't really – that's almost like guesswork, basically. Yeah. It really is. And, you know, I once again, I mean, it's so nice to hear these kind of stories. And I mentioned this the last time we talked about Jazzy, but I think this is the perfect 24 episode. If they ever decide that they will bring her back and she has some success in the company, I mean, just that, that you can't ask for any kind of a better of a story, right? So that'd be a great episode of that 24 for WB Network. So. But yeah, I mean, I guess. Uh, Go Real quick, uh, before we get out of here, uh, this is kind of breaking, and I wish the source was better, but PW Stream is reporting, and this is sort of getting picked up by Sportskeeda now, that Ronda Rousey has officially signed with WWE. Oh, wow. Well, looks uh, like WrestleMania. Yeah, it looks like they had dinner earlier in the week. There was a blog up on ESPN that said that uh, WWE and her were in conversations, so this might have legs. Um, as far as being legit, but so, I mean, rumor, heavy rumor, but the deal is apparently mm-hmm. done. Well, we kind of, it kind of seemed inevitable, you know, mm-hmm. I just, I'm really not like, that uh, we always has a way to like sort of ruin their first, right? I just, yeah, she's going to show up at the Royal Rumble to win the thing and, and like you're gonna give so much to the part-time wrestler, just ah, I don't, I don't know. I just hope that one of the you know ones that are there most of the time eventually benefit. And if it winds up something like Brock, where she loses just as much as she wins, or or something, you know, you make someone out of it, then that's fine. But it just I hope it just doesn't wind up being a total negative, you know? Mm-hmm. We we had uh, sort of talked about this before, that she might she apparently has a movie that she's filming that might go over the Royal Rumble, uh, so she wouldn't be able to do that. And I don't know how far she is if she in her wrestling training and all that either, so I don't know if the Rumble is on the radar for them right now. I think it's just WrestleMania. I mean, but it's not like she has to do a whole lot in the Rumble either. That's I mean. true. Um, I just, I wouldn't think if she's not ready, I wouldn't think they would want to push that. I mean, cause she's not, she's not as, you know, a big a star as she was two years ago, you know, right. before Holly yeah. Holm fixed that. <laughs> yeah. You know, what's interesting is they could go about it many ways. One is the rumble. One is not the rumble and go on it a little later. Uh, you know, I've also heard rumors that Stephanie could be joining in on the uh, rumble action. So, you know, she's let's say out a lot. <clears throat> yeah, so I'll let you know if Stephanie McMahon joins up with the Rumble. I'm not saying she's going to win. I'm just saying let's just say she gets involved or something like that. And then, uh, you know, down the line, you, you still have that Kurt Angle storyline. 
and maybe Kurt has a friend that can take up for him, and that may be Ronda Rousey. So, I don't know. Just throwing Jeez. things out there. Just Stephanie in the Rumble. That's that's going to put butts in seats, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, she'll get comeuppance finally, you'd think. I I I don't bet on anything with comeuppance when it comes to Stephanie yeah. McMahon. <laughs> oh boy! Yeah. So who really knows? This is all speculation. But right. Ronda Rousey actually signing on the dotted line. If if this is true, once again, this is not from the best source we could find. But if this is true, that means that WrestleMania, you better go ahead and mark it down. Ronda Rousey's involved, mm-hmm. and so it you know it's something that they do every year, right? They try to find a celebrity of some sort to put in in something, and at least it's someone that I think would be in the ring and, and at least provide something that would make people want to watch that WrestleMania. Other than all the other things that they're going to have there, you're going to want the casual fan to pop in. That's one way to do it. So, well, uh, that pretty much ends our quick hits for this episode. Uh, we'll be getting some more of this week's news coming up on our Friday morning show, so don't miss that. But now we are going to move on with the rest of our show, and me and Paul are going to sit down and talk some Ring of Honor. All right. Uh, Ring of Honor doesn't waste any time this week. They come right at you. Will Ospreay taking on Jay Lethal. And uh, this might be where the meat of our conversation for this review takes place because I think there's a lot to unpack here. Not only is this match great, um, but Lethal doing a lot of little things in this to continue the transformation either back into his old character when he was running with House of Truth or blending it because he comes out and does the old House of Truth pose uh, that he used to do on the apron, which I don't really remember him doing all that often recently in the last year and a half or so. Um, and he's kind of got that swagger back to him as far as walking around in the ring and and how he's sort of executing moves. Like, it's a little meaner. Uh, for example, Osprey goes to do a handspring after to fake him out on the dive, and Lethal just pulls him out by his hands. Uh, reaches in there, grabs him by the hands, and yanks him out of the ring aggressively and then does his little triple dive thing. You also have Scroll coming out here on commentary uh, saying that he actually won at Final Battle because he got the real Jay Lethal back for Ring of Honor and all that. So, um, I, I, First of all, I highly recommend this match. The, the work is incredible. Um, lethal wins with a lethal injection. But I... The the small little bits of storytelling here with Lethal is really what sort of piqued my interest throughout. I, I think that was, uh, I, I think I would say half the equation here. Mm-hmm. Half of the equation was, oh, let's put on a really good match. How do we do that? Well, we add in a guy like Will Ospreay. And you know immediately this is going to be a fun match to watch. And it was. I think they had a really good match. I was enjoying all, about every bit of it. I mean, so... You you can't deny that matchup already had a plus marked on it for the fact that those two names work well together. Uh, but the other half of that equation, uh, I think, is all about what Marty Scroll did and how he's influenced what's going on with Jay Lethal. We've seen Jay Lethal, as of last week, get in the ring and, and politely ask for his opportunity 
to take on Dalton Castle for the Ring of Honor Championship. Mm-hmm. I think down the line, whether it's sooner or later, that proposal is going to become more of a demand. And it's going to be in a very strong heelish way, as we see here. This is a slow way of doing it. But I think down the line, we are going to get it. And I, I, I kind of love this. I love the idea that Marty Scroll is behind all this. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know about you, Paul, but I, I just I dig it so much because we went from Jay Lethal and the House of Truth from being this, that all, all about himself, arrogant, jerk, heel, super talented, but just a jerk, to... Man, he is the squeakiest, cleanest baby face you can find on the Ring of Honor roster. <laughs> exactly. And for us to get that sneak peek back into that guy we once knew and those that, that luscious hair that he once had and all that, it's nice to kind of see it coming back. And I, I, I'm honestly thrilled. I, I was so thrilled I almost smelt the smell of cigarettes in the air uh, from, you know, Truth himself. So... <laughs> It, it was nice to see, and I think it's a great story. It just is. It's something they really grasp onto. I love those little heelisms that he had throughout the match that you mentioned. Yeah, Paul. that that to me, the, what this is really subtle storytelling, uh, which is one of my favorite things too. But you know, I I don't know if we're gonna go full heel with it, but I definitely like. You see the meanness. You see the aggressiveness in this match, and. I think that's exactly what Jay Lethal said. Because you said it. He's been basic white meat, baby face, rah-rah guy for the last year and a half, really, since he made the face turn um, back in twenty, the end of 2015, if I remember correctly. So um, it's, it's, it's just so, it's so fresh to me. It feels, it's great to see him this way. And, I mean, honestly, you know, you don't get here without going the route that they did, but... The, the, this match and just the little taste you get of it really makes you want more. And I think that's uh, one of the great selling points of this whole thing. Yeah, and, and I'm not sold that he has to be everything he was that he was with the House of Truth. I, right. I think you are you are right about that because, let's be honest, well, he doesn't have Truth Martini with him. <laughs> and the other thing is that he has evolved. Exactly. He is a more well-rounded wrestler. He's a more mature guy and i think the fact that he can still kind of reach that level of being really aggressive Mm -hmm. but not being exactly the same rehash character he once was is a very very great move and i I love at the end of this match you do not have marty scroll interact with him at all no interaction he comes out for the match just to be on commentary to to feed us the Mm -hmm. listener the viewer that there is some influence there, then leaves and has no interaction. So I love that this is very slow burn. Great, great mm-hmm. storytelling. He makes a very large uh, show of him walking away and applauding too after he walks away from the commentary too before they cut to commercial too, which I, I really, really love that too. So more mm-hmm. of this kind of storytelling, please. Th- this is great stuff. Yep. Uh, after that, you have Coleman's pulpit here uh, with Jonathan Gresham. This is kind of interesting. Um, Gresham, while not overly strong on the microphone, sort of they talk about his his history uh, with wrestling. He's he's like a twelve year pro now, um, and uh, Gresham says that he has mastered uh, sort of wrestling and his style of wrestling, and loves sort of the purest form. Uh, and we've heard this talk before. If you're a longtime uh, Ring of Honor fan, 
the pure wrestling title, which had a bunch of rules and it's about, you know, you had three rope breaks and um, you could lose the title on disqualifications and stuff like that. Sort of a, a gimmicky secondary title from uh, back in the early days. Uh, and it, and the way he's sort of talking about it sounds kind of like they might be thinking of bringing that idea back, which is kind of interesting. So, I mean, I'm looking at this whole thing as I'm listening to him talk, and I'm thinking to myself, some of the same things you were talking about, like, you know, they could go back to the more regulated rules and do these things. But at a point, though, it kind of bothers me because I'm a big Gresham fan. I, I really like what he does. He he is the octopus. He does so many great things. And I kind of feel like you make him an outsider. Like, well, I have to set up these rules so I can start to have a winning record mm-hmm. and I, I maybe that's not the way i should look at it but it's just the way it feels it, it's like you're you're playing football outside and you're getting tackled the entire time so you're saying well maybe if i play flag football the rules not having me getting tackled can let me run around people more faster you know so i, I don't know that maybe it's a bad way of looking at it but i kind of felt like it was a bit of a crutch and I, I, maybe that's just me but on the other hand i kind of like the idea of having something different having a new addition to ring of honor that brings a new wrinkle for us to kind of pay more attention to i wish that wrinkle was women of honor but not you know maybe something like this but it, it is what it is i mean i uh overall though the, the caprice coleman thing and, and you know the idea of the chairs and all that was kind of funny right <laughs> the tall chair and the small chair i was actually hoping he was actually literally meaning a high chair <laughs> i was like <laughs> I always wanted to see Gresham <laughs> sitting in a high chair. It was, it was not. It was a, a tall chair. So, uh, but you know, it, this is fine. You know, Gresham's not the best talker, but that doesn't necessarily have to mean anything because it's Ring of Honor. Right, right. Uh, I, I see what you're saying uh, because it does sort of. You're already kind of pigeonholing Gresham into saying he can't get it done normally. Uh, so, but he has this different style. Let's accentuate that. Let's, let's make that the center point and make a whole thing around that, which is, I think the interesting part, you're, you are saying he can't necessarily go with everybody else, but you're saying that he has a certain style that has an appeal that maybe other people would like. So, you know, I, I don't know. Um, there are certainly a lot of guys out there that the ring of honor could go get. And certainly a lot of guys they already have who I think could gel well in this sort of environment if this is the way they're going to go, but uh, do they really need another title floating around if this is what it's going to lead to, or is it just going to be a gimmick for Gresham? I think that's the big question. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Caprice Coleman said it himself. Let's be honest. What are you going to call it? Gresham's rules? Right. I mean, <laughs> the Gresham title. Yeah. You know, <laughs> can you can you out-octopus the octopus? Right. I mean, uh, <laughs> I don't know. I, I just have a bad feeling about it. Maybe they're going to prove me wrong. I hope they do. Mm-hmm. But once again, I think he is such a great talent. He deserves to be in the ring with all these guys. Let's not make him feel like an outsider. I mean, come on. Yeah, like if this leads to sort of like a master lock challenge sort of deal where it's basically a gimmick to help get him over, I think that's fine. If we start pigeonholing him and creating a division out of this, maybe not so fine. Maybe not so mm-hmm. fine. Uh, after that, we cut back to the ring. Uh, Kenny King takes on Brian Malonis. Uh, Kenny sort of dominates the opening part. Brian Malonis, of course, gets his part in. He's in uh, last year's Top Prospect Tournament. 
Um, really funny moment to your two is Kenny does his dive and then runs into the aisleway to take a selfie with a lady who is just woefully unprepared. And Kenny's <laughs> like, I got to get back over there. Hurry. And, and she can't. <laughs> just, oh, uh, I just so funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Kenny does eventually win uh, with a twisting blockbuster. Yeah, I mean, this is an interesting match because I'll be honest with you, I, I didn't see this coming. Uh, you know, I really felt like Kenny King, he's going to get in the ring with somebody. It's probably going to be someone he's going to squash pretty fast. That way they can move on to the Silas Young thing. Right. And what they did here, and I'll let you talk about it and uh, bring it up, but it, after they did the end sequence there, now I get it. But at first, I was like, why are they having him go against such a big guy? And what's this about? Is this just to prove that Kenny King is a big talent? And it did. It, honestly, it really did show that he's a big talent. He matters. And they're just not having him there just for no reason at that point of being television champion. So I appreciate that point. Uh, Malonis, that's how you pronounce his name, right? Malonis? Yeah, Brian Malonis, yeah. Okay, I was making sure it wasn't Maloney. I don't know why I keep wanting to say Maloney. I don't know. Uh, but Malonis is, is uh, really kind of fun to watch. I'll be honest with you. I enjoy him. I know he's kind of coming from the young prospect thing, but I, I think he's a, a great talent for you know what he's doing in this short time. And kind of reminds me of Bam Bam Bangalow a little bit. Uh, I kind of like him. So I think, you know, match-wise, it was fun. I, you're right. The picture thing was great. From what I'm hearing from a lot of wrestlers, that happens all the time, though. No one's ever ready to take a picture, even though they want to take a picture. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, so in the post-match here, uh, Kenny grabs the microphone. He still wants to fight Silas. Uh, which, of course, Silas, being who he is, comes out, and uh, we get a bit of a brawl here. Beer City Bruiser comes out, uh, sort of distracts Kenny as, as Silas is retreating up the aisleway, and Brian Malonis attacks Kenny King from behind, and it looks like this is Beer City Bruiser's tag team partner, which I think when they brought it up, this is kind of the first guy I had in mind, and I think if we go way, way back uh, to when we covered the Top Prospect Tournament, I was already kind of thinking that this guy would fit as uh, their third guy whenever Silas and Beer City Bruiser were on a quest to find a partner to challenge for those six-man titles. Yeah, I think you're right. And, you know, it's kind of funny because, you know, I looked at that guy and I thought to myself, okay, what could he do? What's he going to go? And uh, when this was the apparent, I was like, oh, my God, that actually looks like a great tag team. <laughs> and so I am super excited about the Beer Seed Bruiser and Malonis being together as a tag team. Especially with the knowledge that we have now that right now, as we sit here, Silas Young has, has so far has not signed back with Ring of Honor. So it, at least if, let's say Silas Young moves on to other places, that gives the opportunity for the storyline to make sense. Beer Seed Bruiser's moved on as well. So I'm happy with that if that's the way it works out. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And like I said, just because he's working on that contract doesn't mean he's leaving. It just means he's no longer exclusive to Ring of Honor is usually what that means, so. That's true, and, and, and well, hey, I want Silas to stay with or without that exclusivity. So I, I I'm praying, yeah. I'm praying he uh, sticks around. Unless he's getting involved with WB, then I get it. Um, so it, it is what it is, though. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next segment here, you have SoCal and Censored out in the ring um, as they're sort of introducing themselves. 
uh, Joe Coff comes out and talks about how he knows people are sick of seeing him. They don't want to see him. They want to see the best wrestlers. And you have the the SoCal and Censor Guide sort of pointing to themselves, and he's like, "Uh, no, not you guys. You're you're the most destructive wrestlers, and I would fire you right now if I could, um, just because you, you know they they've obviously got War Machine in quite a bit of trouble, and they've been on a mission to sort of sabotage Ring of Honor. Um, Frankie is ready to go out there and punch him in the mouth, but Christopher Daniels holds him back, and Daniels." sort of plays the card of, look, man, I got friends in high places. I know Don Callis. I know AJ Styles. I could go and tell them all these things that you told me, all the ideas you had for expanding Ring of Honor. I'm sure they would love to hear those ideas. And Koff's like, you know what? Go ahead and do it. You're still under contract for a year, and when it's over, it won't matter because a Final Battle 2018, that's your done date. We're not re-signing you. Wow, spoiler alert. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, you know, this whole thing was fine. I I, I like the passion that Koff brings to this. He's not boring. You know, I like that, and he, he does, you know, make some good points here. And you kind of like it for the fact that these guys actually walk away from a situation where they're not, they don't have the upper hand, mm-hmm. right? And uh, it's kind of funny because what are they going to rebuttal? How are they going to rebuttal that? I mean, it's it's really not in their hands. So I'm kind of curious where they go from here. This has not been the biggest storyline. You know, they've sprinkled it in here, there, and everywhere as they've ruined matches. But they have not really hit a peak of, hey, this storyline matters because of this certain situation. Mm-hmm. They've just been kind of randomly doing things. So uh, I think we still got a lot to learn. I think this is at least kind of puts you a little further in the story. But I don't know. I mean, Paul, I kind of still walk away with questions. This really, really intrigued me for, for a lot of different reasons. One, we already know the end goal, right? Making it to final battle and uh, not, you know, re-signing the addiction and seemingly Scorpio Sky now, too. Um, so that, that puts a deadline on those guys for them to either, um, figure out a game plan or to cause as much chaos as possible to get to that goal. And that, that's really interesting because, um, you know, like I said, it's, it's going into a book or a movie and you already know the ending like blow for blow. And now you have to figure out how they got there. And that's, that's a very interesting device they use in TV shows all the time. Um, and you don't see it so much in pro wrestling. So the, I, I kind of mm-hmm. like that idea. Um, and second, you're right. I think the energy here is great from everybody. I think the SoCal Uncensored's reaction at the end where Daniels and Kazarian just look sort of befuddled. Like, you know, they just got one-upped, essentially. <laughs> yeah. I thought was was very well done. So I, I think you're right, too. This obviously has not been uh, sort of an A story, right? It's been a uh, very much a B story that they, they've been tossing around here or there. Uh, and it seemed like they were going to thrust him into a bigger light after the attack on the Hung Bucks at, at Final Battle. So um, there seems to be bigger plans for this going forward. And I'm, I'm really actually kind of interested to see how we're going to get there, where this goes. Um, if they even end up getting fired, I guess, at this point, because it is wrestling. So Yeah. 
<laughs> that is true. So let's see if the payoff actually is a payoff or whatever. But uh, yeah, I mean, it's going to be, you know, I think something I'm really interested in as well. I just, I, I want to get to a point where I'm like, oh, wow. And I, they've yet to really hit me with that just yet. Right, right. Uh, I mean, we talk about this a lot on Ring of Honor. It's it's usually a slower-paced storytelling sort of deal, which uh, mm. sometimes works in their favor and sometimes does not. <laughs> so, yeah, very true. Um, we cut to the Briscoes out in the parking lot putting themselves over, talking about how they're going to be the next tag team champs because nobody's on their level. After watching them squash people last week, I would agree uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, the, it's funny is they, they apologize like, hey, this is nothing personal, motor machine guns, but mm-hmm. motor machine machine guns. But I, I, I thought that was kind of out of character. They usually don't apologize for anything. Exactly. Um, and obviously, I'm sure they're going to put in the respect deal with these guys because it, it's not like they have a huge history with the guns. So maybe they have a, a longer mode of storytelling for the tag titles as well here is in store for us. Uh, and then this is the main event, the Kingdom. Matt Taven, Vinny Marseglia, TK Orion taking on Dalton Castle and the boys. And there's not a lot of substance, I think, to bring you into this match other than the fact that, you know, Matt Taven is sort of a perennial world title challenger now. Um, I I really enjoyed this match, though, because I think the boys finally got a chance to cut loose and show you what they can do. And that that is fly around the, the ring a lot, but... They're very exciting and energetic, and, and I think that's uh, something you can't really discount, especially with them still being relatively young still in their careers. I only think they're three or four years in now. Dalton, however, does get the win uh, with a submission called Julie Newmar, which I love to pieces. So, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh, man. I, you know, I think you're right. And, you know, as the time goes on, the boys are going to get better and better, right? Mm-hmm. It just is going to be something that we're going to have to grow with them and where we're going to watch them as they get better and be excited for them. I, I think this match did fine. I think that, you know, the kingdom is great to watch. I am a big proponent of theirs. They always bring that pizzazz. They bring the energy. So really happy to see that Dalton Castle kind of has to be the anchor for his team. And he is. I mean, throughout this match, he really is that anchor. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that they use that to their benefit. I think overall, Fine match. Um, still getting used to a real axe being in the ring. I always wonder what's going to happen with that. Um, but I, I think, you know, it's kind of fun, too, to see that that always gets foiled. Never really is successful. Um, yeah, I, I really don't have any complaints. I think the match was fine. I think it did what it needed to do. Mm-hmm. It didn't over-succeed, but it didn't underperform either. Right, right. I, I completely agree with that entirely. So that's uh, that's going to do it for Ring of Honor this week. A, a pretty solid episode. I, I would highly recommend people go find that Osprey Lethal match. It is wonderful. I agree wholeheartedly, too. Uh, that's something that uh, I think is kind of special. And you don't get those all the time. So mm-hmm. you can go exactly. check out that match. Yeah, well, that means that rounds out our show, too. Uh, We are done for this episode. We have been really, really having a great time, but we have to end the show sometime. And so we want you guys to know that uh, we have other shows to come find. If you want to come find those shows, make sure you go to W2Mnet.com. That's the place you go find not only our show, but lots of other great wrestling podcasts. And, hey, other podcasts with other subjects like video games, 
sports, and even entertainment. So go check out W2Mnet.com if you haven't. Subscribe, rate, and review over at Wrestling to the Max or the W2M Network, whichever one you choose. Just go do it now. And make sure you give some big love to 41mania.com and last word on prowrestling.com. We appreciate both those sites. They're big supporters of ours, so we want to support them. So please go do that for us. And we are once again done with another great episode. We are so happy to to just provide all this great content your way. And uh, make sure that you come check us out this next Friday morning. We'll be doing another great show. We'll be bringing you that Impact Wrestling we were kind of talking about earlier in the show. Plus, we'll be talking about some more quick hits coming out. So be there if you're not. And then uh, we will be very, very sad because, trust me, you're going to miss out on something great. Uh, well, uh, for myself and for Sean and Paul, we will catch you guys down the road. Until next time, if you're not living life to the max, not living life at all, you know it. See? Previous podcast is a W2Mnet.com original podcast. For more great content like this, go to W2Mnet.com for the worlds of wrestling, video games, entertainment, and sports.